My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston. Today I am joined by a very special guest. He is the Master of Pain 2021. It is the motherfucking Death Samurai, Akira. What is up, my dude? I'm awake. It is 8 a.m. in uh, the United States. <laughs> I, gotta... I slept for like 12 hours, so I really can't complain. I, I, you know, it's still pretty early. I got to say, I'm normally on the opposite end of this. I normally do these early in the morning, like, to catch up with you guys. So I really uh, appreciate you flipping the script for me for a change. I mean, I viewed it as in I could, because I had a show cancellation last night, and I was like, I, I didn't mean to fall asleep, but um, as I was falling asleep in that mid-process, I was like, well, if I fall asleep now, I'll wake up in like 12 hours, but I can get up and do stuff for the rest of the day. <laughs> I won't be a lazy bum and sleep all day. <laughs> exactly right. I'm sure that must be the, the hardest thing about being a wrestler sometimes is like, obviously you're out, it's late, there's these long drives and stuff, and yes, you can sleep in because you don't maybe need to immediately be somewhere, but then you're like, where does the rest of the life happen? <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a filling in... Um, in those little cracks of time of like, okay, I can go do this now. I can do this now. Hey, I need to go and get my merch ready. Okay. Well now I can actually have time to do that. But then it's like, Hey, you know, the old lady wants to go out and do something. Oh, Hey, you want to go spend time with your dog for the first time in a week? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I work from home, uh, but I mean, I don't get to play with my dog or my other animals as much as I'd like sometimes just because it's, it's work. Uh, got an hour hour off in between, so get stuff in between. Take the dog out, you know, feed the cats, all that other stuff. All right, now grab grab the old lady. Okay, she's got to go to like OBW or something. Now I got to go to the gym for an hour or two. Come home. Okay, shower. Okay, food. All right, he goes to bed, and then I'm like, God, that's that's the one thing. I'm like, man, I just want the world to open up so I can go international, so that I can. You know, hike that, hike that rate up, and then I'm like, I'm done doing the shoot job shit. I'm done. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I, can, I can train and I can spend time with my animals and not care anymore. It's yeah. been great. And it'll straight up be like that, man. Like I don't think anybody could argue that you're probably, you know, one of the fastest rising stars and the hottest young prospect in deathmatch at the moment. How has that ride been for you, bro? So I first. Uh, First saw you appear at ICW No Holds Barred Volume 2. It's the car park, the flames shoot off. 
I hear I fight to survive and I see this guy walking out in all white carrying a sword and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then it's been a roller coaster ever since, bro. It's been a roller coaster ever since. I have no more white gear. Um, I don't even carry the sword anymore. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy because I watched that match back. Um, we're not even a year removed. That's That comes next week. Um, that's the anniversary of the roof jump. Yeah. And uh, honestly, uh, Reed and I's rematch is the day of the roof jump. Amazing. So it's legit a full year. Um, and it's just weird. Um, I, I like to consider myself uh, a humble person. So just looking at where I was at a year ago, uh, just thinking, man, this is it's going to be a show. I'm hopefully I go out there, kill it, and I get brought back, and that's it. You know, I didn't think anything of it too. Indie sensation, but you know all those accolades everybody wants to throw at me. Um, Deathmatch superstar, all that, all that shit. It's crazy. Um, just considering like where I come from, a small like um, like a small town, uh, little Asian mom, very white dad, and just in, from the middle of nowhere to um, people around the world knowing my name, like the Japanese fans constantly messaging me, talking to me. It's one of those surreal things. And I look at that match too. And I just, I I see a kid who is so nervous. Like if you watch me, I'm, I'm very nervous because I never wrestled on a show of that scale with that amount of fans. Like I've been to Jersey before and you know, the New Jersey fans are very fucking rabid. Yeah. and like I wrestled for on point. That's where I wrestled. Like I wrestled Tremont for the first time. That's where I wrestled Tony Depp. And, yeah. and you know, they loved me there. And some people from there knew me from that, but it was a, it was all of the independent wrestling in like one spot. Yeah. Everybody was watching that. Yeah. And so my heart was like, whew, whew. Um, yeah. but I get out there and as soon as I got in the ring, I was like, relaxed, cool. And, but you watch me from then to now, like me now, like I look like a crazy person compared to that sweet, innocent child back then. <laughs> I didn't have dye You've been hair. Through some I, shit. In, I had some scars, but I wasn't as cut up as I am now. Mm-hmm. And that's just, and people tell me now, like, um, especially when they talk to me just like, outside and I sit there and I'll, I'll get my thought process and I kind of get like a glare. They're like, dude, you got like a thousand yard stare and it's honestly terrifying. I'm like, well, I don't mean to. I mean, I just, some people say I get way too serious. Like, um, like I'm sitting there, I'll just be watching a wrestling show, and I'm just like glaring the whole time. They're like, "Are you enjoying yourself?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "How?" They're like, "We can't even tell." I was like, "That's just how I am. I can't help it." It's this past year. Um, I, I when I talked to like struggles and all them, they they like we always talk about how it looks like it's like the kid growing up, and like this this past year, just from here to winning masters. Like I, I look, act, and fight like someone growing up. I'm still, you can still see where I came from, but I'm definitely like much more aggressive, much more fucking rabid, yeah. and a bit more mature. Like it's, it, I don't look like a kid who's nervous out there to fight. I look like a, I look like someone who's out there trying to kill you. Yeah. And honestly, that's been the biggest compliment, and that's honestly why I'm thankful that um, these fights that I've had. 
Like I'll, some some people will just have these fights and they'll view it as just another match. Like each match that I have, I'm like, this is a place where I can grow. I could change something. I can do something with that, and I can become the next evolution in you know whatever the Death Samurai, whatever Akira is supposed to be. Akira, you know whichever pronunciation you want. To, I I say Akira because here in America, most people do not do the proper enunciation, yeah. so that's why mm-hmm. <laughs> people talk about the movie and they go, "It's Akira," and I'm like, "It's whatever. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm. You know what you're saying." <laughs> Exactly right. But, but um, I mean, I still talked to John about John Wayne Murdoch about that too. And he's like, you're still growing. He's like, that's what's fucking crazy. He's like, you're where you're at right now. He's like, imagine yourself 10 years from now. Yeah. Like you're going to be this, you're going to be a monster. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some people right now view me as a monster. So I'm like, that's just, I'm wherever this ride takes me. I'm cool. I just, I just know that I'm investing my time in the deathmatch promotions. I'm investing my time now because I have I have name value, and people are starting to realize I can I can do straight technical strong style wrestling too. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they're starting to book me more and more and more. Like I've spoken to certain certain promotions that are kind of hot in the U.S. right now that people love, and they're just like, we gotta find a spot to put you in. That's it. We want you. It's just when and where. Yeah. Um, so this slowly that value is going more and more and more. And that's, what's crazy is especially the new crop of deathmatch guys is I, I honestly, I'm the one, I'm one of the few guys in, in this new crop that openly like between like Atticus, fuck that guy, uh, Nolan, my best friend. And, uh, me were like, I, I straight up say I'm a deathmatch guy, but I'm a deathmatch guy that wants to go out there and wrestle in these straight up matches. Because I know if I go out there and do that, not only does my stock, rise in every every environment but the deathmatch name rises where yeah. it's like it brings more eyes we can to do what, anything we, you do we can do what you guys do but we do what you guys do in glass yeah. you guys can't do that mm-hmm. exactly um so wherever this ride takes me you know from the uk the rest of europe australia japan wherever um i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna try to make a living off of it um i'm gonna try, try to make my life better and just enjoy it. But I'm also not going to waste it too. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of people would get like, if they get any kind of, I hate saying the word cloud, but you know, any kind of notoriety, any kind of cloud to their head, like, Oh man, I just made money. Waste it, waste it, waste it. And I'm like, man, I can't do that. If I'd be like my strict little Asian mom's upbringing where she's like, save your money, save your money. But I'm like, I, I hoard money. I hate spending money. So whatever I make, I'm going to save it and reinvest it in that kind of, that kind of way. Like I'm, I'm learning from the mistakes of people from the past and I'm also trying to make the future better for everyone else too. Yeah. I think, I think your evolution is evident and it, it paints a picture of a guy that works really hard and that isn't afraid to grow and try new things and evolve. You know what I mean? The fact that, like you said, I don't even have any white gear anymore. There'd be a lot of people that start that way and they're like, no, that's my thing now. And so I always need to be that, you know, but you have stepped outside of that box with no fear at all. And you talk about being nervous. Like I just want to paint a picture for people what that would have been like. Because not only was that, like you said, your biggest show, you're talking a show that's gone worldwide, it's opened by Nick Gage and Casanova Valentine, but it's also like in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like it's the first show back, everybody's tuning in. I think the stream crashed a bunch of times at the start because everybody was so hungry for wrestling to come back. It has that kind of intermission and then you come into it uh, versus Reed Bentley as a brand new guy, 
you're like feeling all this pressure, like it's coming back from this and I'm this guy that people don't know. That's like a lot of pressure for a young wrestler to go. How did it feel being across from Reed? Because I know you guys are close, right? Like uh, you guys and the reject guys, they played a big part in you getting into death matches, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah because um, so was it 2019? That's when uh, they said it couldn't be done. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, Alex Cologne versus June Kasai. Yes. Um, I went to that show. That was my first death match I ever saw live. Okay. Was um, I caught the tail end of Nick and uh, Schlack. Mm-hmm. So I got like the very Memphis crazy Americanized version of death match. Yep. And I was like, oh, this hat's fucking nuts. But then I saw the, you know, the very Japanese styling of Kasai and Cologne. And that's where I was like, ah, death matches. I get it now. You know, it's, you know, it can be pro wrestling, but with glass. Yes. Didn't think, didn't think, you know, oh man, I could do that. Cause I, I didn't know my own, uh, you know, you don't know uh, how far you can go as a person until you do something. Yeah. Like it's, um, some people, some people just know that they're that fucking, fucking nuts. I didn't think, and some people still, I still don't think I'm a crazy person, but then I, people, people sit there and go, bro, you ripped a Kenzen out of your head. You're not normal. And I go, Shit. <laughs> I, I did do that. <laughs> but I try like to think I'm a rational human being, but I do some pretty stupid shit. But, God. So from there, that's where I got the invite to go to Mexico. And I didn't think I'd be doing a death match there. But, you know, that's how, how good stories go. There's always a reasoning for something. Mm-hmm. So I went with the, I went with uh, Aiden Blackheart, Reed Bentley, and uh, John Wynn Murdoch. We went to uh, NGX, Nuevo Generation Extrema in Monterrey, Mexico. And I get there, and they're like, oh, hey, we have a spot on the card. Someone didn't show up. It's a death match. Are you in? And now, mind you, I was in... I had my little wrestler's trunks. Like I was like in full young boy stuff with a little bit more uh, color and design. But I was like, uh, I was like, fuck, I'm in Mexico. Don't be a bitch. Just do it. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm doing it. So were, Fine, you, were cool. you not booked and on anything? Like, oh, we you just we? took the ride? Is that what happened? I wasn't booked. No, I went down there on a hope and a prayer. Yeah, okay. So because they took a chance on me mm-hmm. and Aiden was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got, and I'll, I'll take care of him. But uh, I said, do we have weed? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do we have tequila? Yeah. Let's do it. I don't care. Get in the car. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Went out there, did it, and Aiden was, Aiden was just like, bro, like, he's like, you owned it. He's like, you went from being, looking like you were nervous. And he, he did a tweet about this recently because I got asked for that video game. Yeah. And he was, was like, awesome. this guy went from being scared to do a death match in Mexico to being on a death match video game. <laughs> In under a year, and it's just spot from there, because the, yeah. because then uh then the next my next one I did was uh that asylum death match tournament the first one not this one coming up mm-hmm. where uh, a certain guy by the name of Peter Be Beautiful nearly killed me and um I think John and Reed saw that though and they were like oh because I didn't like I had horrible gashes on my body I didn't I was even I didn't even notice it until someone pointed it out to me yeah okay. that's once again. I think I'm normal, but I when people say, "Dude, you, you had two giant holes in your body, and you were talking about your match," <laughs> like you're not, you're not the most sane person in the world. Um, <laughs> well, I remember uh, that match with Tremont, and you had that giant hole in your chest, and you seemed to think it was quite funny then. And I was like, "This dude's nuts." Oh yeah, I was just playing with it, making it talk, you exactly, know, no, yeah, normal stuff. A little bit weird, man. <laughs> That's uh, I'll, I'll say another thing about it too. Um, so while we're going, while we're fighting, and I'm looking at it, I did the mouth talk thing, and I'm punching Matt. And I go, Matt, and he goes, Yeah, what's up? I'm like, 
put your hands in the hole. He's like, you sick fucking <laughs> sick. Fucked up, dude. And uh, he's like, he's like, I was like, ah, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> That's that was my that was my yeah, thought in my genius. head. I was like, I'm so smart. <laughs> You're an evil motherfucker. Is what the, you like the, the redneck in my head came out. Yeah, yeah. But um, John and me saw something there, and they kind of like kind of took me into the wing. Like, hey, do you want to go to the show? I'm like, we have a spot in the car. And I said, yeah, sure. And it just once again, it all sprouted from there because that's when I got to on point. That's from, from on point. I wrestled Reed in the first death match I had with him. Mm-hmm. Then I got to, you know to Tony. Then I got to uh, to Matt. Then to Tony. Then the pandemic hit. And then um, I was nervous also because I hadn't been in a ring for like three, four months. Yeah. And I was like, man, what if ring wrestling is a thing, you know? I was like, I, I, mentally I'm there because I've, I've, I've never stopped watching. I never stopped thinking about wrestling. But I get out there and I just, when they announced it was Reed and I, I was like, okay, it's someone I know. We've worked together before. Um, but I was like, this is going to be our best match that we've had. And I, I, I guess, you know, my, my brain was right because we went out there and it was, well, it was also prefaced with uh, Dear Dad, um, or Ankh, as I call him, uh, Cologne, going, this is going to be the sleeper match of the show. And then it really wasn't the sleeper match. <laughs> um, as soon as I got in the ring with him, I just, I was, I was not nervous anymore. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew what was coming. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Um, let's just go out there and own it. And we did, I think. Uh, it went from being the, the sleeper match to people won't shut the fuck up about it, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. And the best part was when I did the roof jump, I get to the back, and dear Uncle Alex is in there. He goes, really, kid? Really? <laughs> Jumping off the roof? <laughs> he's like, he's like, try a little harder. It's <laughs> <was> like, I will. <laughs> There's more to come. Doesn't stop you from this shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was just like, he's like, He's like, really? You see, you had to do that, and I was like, yes, I did. He's like, all right, it was cool, it was good. He's like, it was good, kid, and I'm like, okay, thanks, Alex, thank you. <laughs> hey, what a guy, Alex is. Like, I, ju- I just spoke to him recently, and very quickly just learned how much of like a charming individual he is. He was such like a nice guy. He, he's a charming individual, but he is a very stubborn, uh, outspoken. And someone who, who, you know, yeah, he'd stab me. That guy would stab me if he was pissed. Okay, then. That, so he might be um, terrifying as well. <laughs> well, and that's what's funny to me, too, is um, uh, people say he's terrifying. I'm like, when he's mad, like, I think that he's intimidating. But I was like, I'm also like, man, I, I, I call that dude like my uncle. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird, weird. I, where I'm at now, I didn't think I'd have this relationship with people that I've had. That I'm, I'm having yeah. um but what's funny too is so he doesn't follow me on twitter like he'll message me he'll he'll message me and talk to me through a voice chat on on facebook but i'll always be like you know it, it, he hasn't uh made a sarcastic remark or a, a joke on any of my tweets lately because he doesn't follow me but he always manages to look me up and just say stuff like really snarky and i'm like <sighs> I hate it. He's like, he's like, I gotta give you shit, kid. And I'm like, I know you do, but I never <laughs> expect it. And whenever you do it, it's when it hurts the most. And he's like, he's like, I know. Just bullying you in secret. <laughs> he just he, he throws the knife in when I least expect, it, and then he twists it, and he's like, mm. Hey, look, there's worse people to be bullied by than Alex Cologne. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, it, it's crazy because like 
I mean, I, I think all the mentors I have between the rejects, Slack, Marcus, um, Alex, um, and held Nick. Nick's another one too. Like yeah, I, I miss being on show with Nick just because before I did the roof jump too, I was, and I was still nervous and, Nick came up to me and he's like, Akira, it's your fucking time, man. You're t- you've got this shit. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking own it. It's that next level shit. And I was like, I I got this shit. That's <laughs> he's in the, that, like the biggest pump up of every, all time. <laughs> oh yeah, he he does that every time before uh, like because he's the champion at on point. So yeah. before on point, he'd do that. When I have my match with Tony, he's like he's like you're on that fucking level, man. You go out there and you kill that shit. And I'm like, all right. Went out there wrestle Tony. We had like this technical classic that people fucking love and people were shocked that I could pull out of my ass. And I was like, all right. And I was like, man, I just, I need Nick on every show now <laughs> just to slide me up. So, but, but when Nick got uh, injured, that's why I told Larry legend. I was like, Larry, I need you to be my hype, man. I need you. When you say my, my name, I need you to fucking get hype. Yeah. And so, uh, now when Larry does the motherfucking dance, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And so when people go like, you kind of get like kind of Nick gauge ish whenever Larry says your name, I'm like, yeah, because I'm like it's, I'm like it's by Larry proxy. It's channeling, it's, it's channeling that energy. I'm like I need it. Yeah. So now uh, my my friend uh, Earl, who does all the the uh, the announcing for like Trainwreck and AWR, mm-hmm. um, I tell him I'm like, dude, you got to give me that same energy. So I, I get all these little pieces of of uh, people I look up to, and I'm like I'm adding it to me in my own way, and yeah. people just go like that's kind of noticeable, and I'm like. I mean, it's just, it works for me. Oh, and it's raining now. Great. I don't have to water the flowers. <laughs> there you go. One less chore ticked off the bucket list for today. <laughs> Check. Check. Now we can rest more. Hey, a uh, quick side story yeah, for you. Like, <laughs> uh, my my friend cool. last year got me uh, like a cameo from Nick Gage from my birthday. And I've never like been more pumped about having a birthday, nor more afraid to not have a good birthday in my entire life. <laughs> People can see it on my social was media. Was, uh, when we were, when I was at the collective in Indianapolis, uh, like if I just gotten there, and uh, I think my girlfriend was taking uh, the dog out to go to the bathroom, so we're just walking on the outside, and I see a couple of local Indiana guys that came up and started talking to me. Like, oh, hey, Kier, what's up, man? You know, they're like, well, hey, guys, what's up? And Nick walks by. He goes, what's up, man? He comes over, shake him a hand, hug me. He's like, this fucking guy is fucking an animal. He's insane. He fucking got stabbed in the chest and he wrestled another 12 minutes. That's badass shit. Just walks off. <laughs> and I'm just like, and then like all the other kids were like, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's like, thank you, Nick. Keep stroking my ego. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate hype, man. Like, what, he, he made me look out to be like this homicidal killer. And I was like, you know what? Th- Nick, thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just need him with me 24 seven and I'll never fail at anything. Yeah, I was like, bro, you just keep my confidence up. I need you like, I need like a voiceover in my head. It's just Nick Gage. <laughs> exactly. Well, you you've been fortunate enough, man, uh, to to have a quite a few stamps against your name. So let let's talk about Matty. Let's talk about Matt Tremont because you guys had that uh, amazing match on his uh, retirement tour there, one in which that you won, which was was like a, the, this amazing win, and then he sits there and you know, takes a seat and, and took the time to really say some amazing words about you, man. And I, I felt the emotion come through the screen uh, and the the genuine – I mean, Matt's always genuine in his promos and stuff, but but I could tell he really meant it and thought yes. a lot of you. What did that feel like for you, man? Because we're talking about one of the greatest American deathmatch wrestlers of all time. Once again, um, the uh, I feel like my career so far has been uh, – 
labeled with one word, surreal. Yeah. Sitting there, everybody is just looking at us, like the steam is rising off our body from this war that we've had. I'm cut the fuck up. I got a hole in my chest. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even worried about the hole. Like, uh, funny thing was, when that, when that hole happened in my chest, Chris Levin, the ref, was like, dude, you got to go to the back. It's bad. And I said, Chris, fuck off. I got to wrestle this match. This is the most important match. Yeah. And he just gave me this look, and I said, Chris, fuck off. I'll let you know if it gets worse. <laughs> and and I, Chris is the nicest person in the world, but I was like, and I'm, I think I'm one of the nicest people in the world. I said, on this day, I'm going to be the asshole. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Like I've apologized to him since. He's like, ah, oh, man. He's like, he's like, you had a hole in your chest. You were heated. I get it. Yeah. He's like, you're allowed to be a little mad sometimes. But I'm just sitting there and like, all, he's saying all these things, and I, I, I had a feeling in my heart where it was going, especially with the whole retirement thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's a night I'm never gonna forget. Yeah. I, I can say that. Like it's, I sit there and I think about it. And that is the match where people started to understand, like, oh, this guy isn't a fluke. He's not here to for a hot minute to be gone. I'm not – and, you know, people want to make, like, the Mondo comparisons or whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be here for for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm not going away. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've, I've been open about that of, like – even if I, you know, somehow got on TV, I'd still be doing death matches on the independence because I love it. I love, I love the scene, and um, honestly, it's a scene that Matt helped cultivate and carry for the 2000s when it was kind of dying, mm-hmm. and it just, it not. I did. I don't want to be like oh, put it put a crown on me of like, hey, this is the this is one of the like one of the princes of the sport, you know, he's going to be the one of the Kings someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. It felt it. Um, it, that's, it's just one of those things. that's hard for me to talk about because there's so many thoughts that run through my head. Yeah. Because I, once again, I still believe Matt should have been on AEW TV. He could have cut up the hellacious promo that would have had people captivated their seats after this match with Cody. And he would have been signed, and then he would be making more money than ever, and he's and he deserves it. Because um, I mean, fuck, they got Eddie Kingston on there. Well, why not Matt Schumann? Yeah, exactly. Why not Matt? Matty can um, kill it, man, and he's it, showing how much he kills it in H yeah. two O. Like, how good have those shows been? How good's his like, you know, producing and writing? They're putting out some of like the best independent wrestling, deathmatch or otherwise. Like at the moment, he's just such a valuable mind. It's you know? Crazy too. He just he, because like I know he's happy. He is happy doing what he does now. But I was like, man, I still feel it because people wanted him on AEW. They wanted that match with Cody. I was like, yeah. They 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 missed the boat. They missed the fucking boat. Because yeah. I'm just imagining like a, a stable of Moxley, Kingston, Tremont, Gage. That's the most badass fucking stable ever. Yeah. And they can all talk. They all have different personalities. They're all distinct. I'm like, you look at that stable and you go, that's. You know, you look at the original Four Horsemen, and they're like these big burly dudes. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you're big tough guys. Like, I look at these four guys, and I go, these guys will fucking kill you. They'll they're stab the you. toughest motherfuckers you could line up in a row. All of them can go mm-hmm. deathmatch or not. Like Matt, like talk about a deathmatch mm-hmm. wrestler that can also like think and tell stories and things like that. Like they're all so successful for a reason. Like all can work. Like, what are we doing here? What are we, what are we doing? It, it, 
it's 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 a crazy thing too because I think about it like I don't want to be like a total weeb and be like oh well it's it's kind of like an anime but it, I feel it's kind of like a, a video game or just a good a good story I'll say or mm-hmm. um, whenever I have these matches with someone I always feel like I take something from them whether I know it or not and I I incorporate it in what I do because. And be, some people have made that, you know, the anime or the video game comparison just because they're like, it's like every time you wrestle someone on that level, you're, it's like you take something from them and you level. But it's kind of like, kind of like Mega Man, I guess you could say, you know, yes. you beat an enemy or you lose to an enemy. And so you take something from them and you use it next time. Um, in, in my matches, because, you know, Mega, Matt does the ha. And like other people do the ha all the time. But me, I was, I do like the, the very Japanese, uh, Oi, 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 oi. And people get so fucking amped. And some, and I have some people that come to me and they go, it's like, I thought I was in Corkett Hall for a minute. It's because you have like 200, 300 people fucking doing that. Yeah. And it echoes. It's the craziest surreal thing. And I didn't really realize I was doing it until someone pointed it out. They're like, that's that Tremont. He's like, that's that's Matt Tremont shit. Yeah. And I was like, and he's, they're like, I was talking to Casanova actually. It was after my match with Ruben at Southern Sickness. He's like, he's like, you get the crowd behind you like Matt or like John does now. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's, he's like, it's crazy seeing you level up from one year ago to now. He's like, you've just, you're just rising and you keep growing like a fuck like crazy. And that, that that's just that what that match meant to me because I still look back at that match and I and I, I look at every match since and it's just. There's always been something, something I can remember, something I, I, I'm appreciative of, and something that, you know, sits with me. Is that, like, even is the that something with, like, you Aaron do? Ryan, like, like do, you, do you re-watch your stuff? You hear about wrestlers, like, being, you know, not like liking watching their own stuff and hating watching themselves wrestle. It sounds like to me like you analyze the work you've done a bit, like, and are always working to improve. Is that fair to say? Like... Uh, yeah. Um, I sit there and I'll watch and I'll, I'll break it down in my head. Um, I'll critique some things and sometimes, and sometimes I just watch for just to watch it. You know, I want to be able to turn it off sometimes and just observe it from a fan point of view because I can think whatever the fuck I want, Mm -hmm. but it's what the fans think that really matters. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can also take what, what the fans think that matters, but I can also say, um, what the fans think matters, but I could also enhance what I do and make them enjoy it even more by tweaking maybe these couple little things. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, and that's also uh, something that Cologne always preached to me. He's like, always watch your stuff back, always yeah. watch your stuff back, break it down. And he's like, always be watching different stuff too, because then you can take things whether you know it or not, and you'll be doing it in a match. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm always analyzing my stuff, but I also know when it's just not. Because there's sometimes I just know, I'll, I'll sit there and like, I'll watch the ocean match that I had. Mm-hmm. Some people like it. I'm like, cool, you guys like it, great. But me, personally, I watch it back, and I'm like, I've seen all I need to see. I never want to watch this match ever again. Yeah. I spoke to Alex Ocean yesterday, actually. I haven't released the, the interview yet. I, I will down the track a little bit. But we also discussed that match, and he told me about, like, the entire thing from his point of view and what he was going through like at the time with like the blood loss and how he was feeling and how he felt like he was letting you down, you know, like he he was, he was talking and you're just like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't even fucking know. You know, it was just one of those messes, you know, it's that seat. 
I do not dislike out. People can say whatever they want because um, I also knew. I wish he had told me earlier. That that's the thing that that's the only thing that pisses me off because I knew he lost a lot of blood and I told him I was like, bro, we have this big match tomorrow. I need you to take care of yourself. I'm like, go home, rest, drink some juice, a lot of water. I'm like, be ready because like this, there's a lot of hype behind this and um, it was just it was. I'm not mad at him. It was frust. It was just frustrating because I'm giving him a lot, and I was like, "Bro, this is your time to fucking make your mark." And I'm I'm giving you as much as I can. I was, you know, I was selling my because okay, I, I'm not kidding when I say this either. Because um, Nolan was nagging me about this because he would he'd have to, he'd have to help me get up. My knees were destroyed. Yeah. Last November. So when I like, he he was going after my legs. I was, I was. Partially selling, but I was also in legitimate legitimate agony. Yeah, wow. But I was still getting up, like I was fighting through it because uh, I wanted to make it as real as possible. Because people knew my my knees were fucked up. Like people could see Nolan picking me up from from sitting down because yeah, I couldn't wow. get up on my own. Yeah, brutal. Um, and like, and now my knees are great. I'm running around. I'm throwing head kicks. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But also now I'm a, a thousand times more worried about my health. But that was that was also the match where I, I knew I was like I need to be worried worry about my health because Alex was such a fucking mess. Yeah, and it just it irks me not be just because he didn't know. I mean I can't. I wish I had more experience at the time that I, like the experience that I have now. I wish I had then, which is crazy because it's only been like you know six seven months. But I've had oh, the caliber of opponents I've had and the kind of matches I've had. Like you, you learn fast or you don't at all. Yeah. And the fact that he felt like he was letting me down. I mean, I'm not one to, I don't want to, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to harp on things, but I mean, that means more to me that he, that he thinks that than anything else. Um, well, he, he said himself, he was like, He's, he never been through like that level of blood loss or whatever. And, no, he, he, and, he, and he's he going never, like, I thought I could go and I was pumped to do it. And he goes, and it wasn't until I was in that situation that I was like, oh, fuck, I can't lift my arms. Like, I can't. Yeah. And and he was so foggy, he didn't know what to do. And I was like, what a terrifying situation to be in yeah. uh, when you've never and been I into that deeper water before. You know, like, yeah. And I, and I, and I didn't even know that he was going through that because the yeah. first four minutes, the first, two, well, the, yeah, the first, three to four minutes was bam, bam, bam. We were off to the races and I was like, Oh, we're in the pocket. You know, yeah. this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then it just whew, off the rails yeah. so fast. And I was asking, I was like, bro, are you okay? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And he, he, he didn't, he wouldn't tell me he'd be like, I'm, I'm fine. Keep going. But then eventually he told me, he's like, dude, I can't stand. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I, if I had known that I'd have taken over because I mean, if you think about it still, the match would have been fine. If, he takes over for a minute and then all of a sudden he starts losing it. And then I start beating, like not beating the shit out of him, you know, wrestling. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm giving, I'm beating the fuck out of him in the match. And then I go up for the thing and then Riley comes over and fucks me. That, that still would have worked. Yeah. He said the same. He's like, it could have been like quick and to the point and still could have achieved the same thing. He's like, I wish I'd known enough to call an audible and go, this needs to be shorter. I can't go all the way. But he's like, I wanted to do this and I wanted it to be amazing and I just thought I could get there and I just fucking couldn't. Like, And yeah, he's, he, I know he, he's like, fuck. Like, you know. I just wish he had, I wish he had told me because then if he had said, bro, 
I'm fucked. I'm like, okay, can you like sit there and just let me hit you some stuff for a minute? And, yeah. and if he said, yeah, I've been fine. And it's, you know, that's once again, we're both, I'm three years in for wrestling, mm. which to some people blows their fucking minds. And he's four, but right? I still so you guys these, are like yeah. both. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, Nolan and I, Nolan and I are three years in and yeah, people well. seem shocked by that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we're still only three years in. So like, no matter how experienced we may seem, there's still something we can learn. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with Alex. And it's, and it's, it's just one of those things. Cause I know, cause we wanted to go out there and put on this classic, like this classic fucking uh, Broadway kind of thing. That was my, that was my entire like mindset behind it was we have this entire story. We could have this nice elaborate thing. And in what we're done, people are like, well, fuck. I want to see round two, mm-hmm. but because of ex- external factors, you know, shit happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at him. Like the Eddie Guerrero thing, like I'm not mad at him. Like it's, was it a fucking horrible thing to say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I'm also like, he's also, he also turned heel and then people hated his ass from it for months. He got a lot of shit from that. Like, I also put it into the vein of he had no blood in his head. So he said something really stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, come on. Who hasn't? It's like, who hasn't been drunk and said something really fucking stupid? It's the same thing, but he has no blood in his body. <laughs> it's kind of worse. But people it's, make mistakes, it, man. He's apologized. Yeah, and some people can't let that kind of shit go. So that's why yeah. I, I personally wanted to speak to him. I felt like he, he got like, a bit he, of a hard run, you know? He is not He is not a bad person. He is someone I hope the best for. Um, and it's, it's crazy, too, because after that match, and I, I felt bad because I didn't have any backlash on my end. Like there was like I had Alex and Reed and all them. They were telling me, "Hey, you could have done this. Like here's the audible audibles you could have called if you had known." You know, they I got my lessons from it. But like all the fans were just like, "Fuck you, Alex Ocean! I can't believe you made Akira have like a bad match." And I was like, "Jesus Christ, guys, calm the fuck down!" Yeah. Like, like they all can't. As Reed told me, they can't all they can't all be bangers, man. Yeah, and he's and it, like, I didn't know it went on for like twenty five minutes, but then I've also gone on and I've had matches though that have been twenty to thirty minutes that people have been like that was amazing. So uh, I feel like I've I've paid that debt. Like I had a match with uh with Ruben at Southern Sickness mm-hmm. where we went twenty minutes and it was bam 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 barn burner. My match with Mance Warner. Uh, was like 30 minutes and it was disgusting. My match with Mickey Knuckles was 30 minutes. So I'm like, guys, I can go, I can go 30 minutes. Trust me. <laughs> like, I got this. I've paid my debt. I, I've shown, I've shown I can do that. So, but I, I hope the best for Alex. And um, I feel like he's been turning over a new leaf too, in terms of work. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's learned from his mistakes in the past and he's realized I don't have to kill myself doing something really stupid all the time. Um, so he's got that match with Danny tag team against the Kirks yeah. and I hope they go out there. I, you know, people can say what they want. I hope they go out there and kill it because yeah. I mean, we're all on the same show. I, I, hope, I think it'd I hope be good, best. man. And I'd, I always like to see people that work hard. Like you talk about Alex, you talk about you, you talk about Nolan, these young guys that have worked so hard in such a short period of time. Like I want to see you all succeed. I would, I would love to see <laughs> you and Alex have the match that you guys intended to have. You know what I mean? Fresh. I think you guys would kill it, man. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully everything can continue onwards and upwards for all of you and, and just the yeah. entire scene will be better because of it. I, it, it. Once again, it bugs me because the first three to four minutes when we were wrestling, mm-hmm. it was good. 
Yeah. It was really good. And I was like, I felt, I felt good. And I was, I felt something was right. It's just all of a sudden the blood loss hit him. And you know, that's, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it does happen, I feel like it's still too fresh. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say give it another year. Yeah. And we, yeah. we try it again. And plus I think there's a story behind it too, mm-hmm. of he couldn't, he couldn't handle his blood. Yeah. Like I'm like, I mean, I, I can say that cause I've, I've had matches. I've lost a lot of blood and um, that's an interesting story that we can go behind it though. So, you know, I'd once again, I'm, but me personally, if I was a booker, um, I'd say give it another year just so people can wash that out of their palate. Cause it's still too fresh, but we think about it once again, it's not even been a full year since I did the roof jump. Yeah. So exactly. like, it's like, it's like in fast like, forward, man, like how fast you guys are moving here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like in fast forward, but it's also in slow-mo. It's, it's, this is really weird dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'm not opposed to wrestling Alex again. I, I don't want to do like a no ring with him. I want to do like an, an actual ring and have yeah. we actually go out there and have a match. And we do have the one that we intended. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I just I hope I hope he keeps growing, and I hope you know he find. I feel like he's he's kind of had a refresh recently with whatever he's doing with his character with with him as a person. Um, he doesn't seem as unhappy. And I'm yeah. like, that's all I want, man. Because yeah. like, no matter what, no matter what the feud was supposed to be, I was like, dude, if, I just want you to be fucking happy. And if you're not happy, change something. Yeah. And the fact that he's, you know, he's coming back and he's kind of all smiles and he's, I feel like he's matured a lot too. I'm like, that's that's all I needed to see, man. Yeah. Like, I just, I want my friends to be happy. And I want my friends to be successful, no matter what people say about them as as wrestlers. Yeah. And no matter what my opinion on them as as wrestler as the wrestlers, because I I have friends that I think. I, I could be like, man, I don't like wrestling. But I'm like, you know what? If it works for you, do it. I still want everybody to succeed. Yeah, exactly. It's that po- positive mindset that you put out into the world and it comes back to you, bro. I'm, you said something yeah, pretty interesting. People are joking about that, though. When, I'm, when I say I'm an optimist, I'm like, no, I hate that I'm an optimist, but that's, that's how I am. I try to see the good in everything. Mm-hmm. Even when there's like, it's the worst. It's the, the shits. Yeah. I try to be that guy. There can like, be a lesson. Man. There can be a lesson in that, you know? Like, uh, like yeah, that shit happens. too many in the world as is. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's like, like that maybe, uh, I would say not even maybe, like that stuff had to happen, you know, with you guys or whatever for the lessons that you guys learned, that he learned or whatever to then continue yes. growing as performers, you know? And down the track, who knows where it ends up. And so it's like, it can only be... Hey, long-term storytelling, right? But <laughs> we'll see how it all, all ends up long-term. And you, yeah, but you said something real interesting and you said he couldn't handle his blood. And and that's a really interesting idea for me in like uh, deathmatch storytelling that I, I feel like yeah. commentary and as thing, things go and stuff that they don't really comment on a lot. Like the last time these two fighters met, it's because this guy lost too much blood and he couldn't keep up or whatever. Can he inflict enough damage on this guy this time that maybe it's going to be a different story, you know? And that's yeah. that's really interesting to me as far as, like, laying out feuds and, like, how things work. Yeah. Endurance. Um, that, I feel like that's something when when and if we have that match again, um, it would be something that I'd, I'd go to struggles about and say, because struggles is always about, like, hey, yeah. give me some stuff to go to. And if I told him that, he'd be like, oh, I got that because because then he could say, yeah, he you know he uh he lost a lot of blood, but he'd be like, well, Akira got stabbed in the chest, 
and he still went for 12 minutes. And I lost I lost a lot of blood in that match, too. Yeah, I was gushing no doubt. out of my chest. <laughs> um, and there's, there's interesting ways that you can spin it. I feel like in terms of storytelling, deathmatch wrestling is still learning. We're still – because especially from where we were in like the early 2000s, of like, oh, they're hitting each other. Oh, it's crazy. There's a lot more nuance to it now, especially you got guys like Struggles and Ron, the Japanese commentary. Yeah. Like there's – uh, the match under guys have very good commentary too. Absolutely, um, we're expanding as an art form, even in terms of storytelling. Because once again, we have guys like four four zero. They're going over to H two O when they're doing their shit. Um, we have guys that are pure baby faces now in deathmatch, and we have guys that are pure heels in deathmatch. Like yeah, guys like me versus guys like Atticus or guys like Kirk, um, and these are guys that are openly embracing that role too. Yeah. Um, so as an art form, we are still learning. We're still exploring. We're still growing. And we're honestly, we're because of that growth. We own the independence at the moment. And I hope, I, ho- I think it's going to be permanently because once again, the deathmatch guys, I feel are what, what the independents were in the mid 2000s. It was a bunch of hard asses, mm-hmm. a bunch of hard asses, a bunch of technicians, but now it's guys that do it in glass. It's that same kind of vibe. And people hate that. I mean, I'm not any any kind of gatekeeper or anything. I just feel like if you're going to do a death match, go all in. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're faking it. You're, you're, you know, Oh, I took a tube shot to the head. You know, it's like, I got a little bit of blood. Oh, I'm, I'm a badass now. And it's like, no, you're not. I've had people ask me like, well, what do you think? And I said, if you're not willing to go to the hospital in your first match, then I don't feel like you're really doing it. Because, like, people, well, some of the stuff you do doesn't seem like you go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, you think that, but you have one tube shot go wrong, it's going to cut you bad somewhere. You don't know. Yeah. I had a guy where I did a simple kick to the back. I had a tube, put it on his back, kicked it like I normally do. The shard went, cut him right here. On the neck. And just, oh, yeah, no, right here on the trap. Oh, wow, and it okay. Was deep. It yeah. Was, Started, yeah, started gushing. Oh no! And we, so he, I, so I pinned him, and he got out. It's someone who, honestly, their name shouldn't isn't worth mentioning, uh, just because I know they're not a good person. Yeah, okay. I did the match because it was a charity show for someone who died. Um, but I'm like that kind of shit can happen whether you know it or not. Like, and I just, I, I'm not a, once again, I'm not a gatekeeper. But I feel like deathmatch wrestling, when it comes to guys who are the top tier, it's like it's hard to get to that level because not many guys are willing to go to that extremes to get to that level. Like not many guys are willing to get stabbed in the chest and you know wrestle another twelve to fifteen minutes. You know German suplexing Matt Tremont, getting thrown through off a ladder through a whole bunch of shit. Not many are. Um, not many are willing to go through some of the injuries that you know Schlack or John or Alex have had. Or Nick. You know, you seen that one, that one cut on the back of Al- of uh, John's back. Yeah. Where he's got that huge gash. Mm-hmm. Or Reed, who got sliced from here to here yeah. and just open forehead. Not, not many open. are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not many are willing to do that. Um. I think just some people see, see blood and they think, oh, because of that blood, I can become a tough guy now. And it's like that's no, like anybody can get a little bit of little bit of blood. It's getting a lot of blood, getting a, getting hurting like crazy, like going through like an entire tournament, like Masters of Pain, mm-hmm. and standing at the standing at the end of it and not bitching about it. 
Yeah. Because a lot of guys, they wouldn't do that. They'd be crying and complaining. Me, I was just like, hey, guys, because I had um, Dory Orphan Gang was there. So Nolan and I's friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, guys, I can't really bend over. Can you guys pull off my knee pads and stuff? And they were like, yeah, man, we got you. <laughs> I wasn't complaining. I was just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I can't bend over. Yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> so they were well, helping me. Perfect segue. So obviously the Masters of Pain has just happened. It just went live for download on Smart, uh, Smart Mark Video. Um, tell me a bit of, about it. Obviously, we're giving people a little bit of time to breathe uh, and uh, – Obviously, they, they know you're the winner, but not everybody has had a chance to see the matches. So <laughs> tell me what everybody can expect in leading into this and why they should uh, buy this show because I, for one, am pumped to see it. If I didn't have work today, I would have tried to watch it before we spoke, but uh, it was not physically possible for the amount of time I had. So, think of it, so a lot of tournaments have had um, some newbies to the deathmatch game, which, you know, it's, it's cool and it's grand, you know, um, and... Uh, less people, you know, test test themselves to see if they can do it or not. Yeah, you know, tournament survival had like guys like Manders who who haven't really done a whole lot of death matches, like actual full blown like crazy death matches. Yeah, um, and like guys like Effie show that you know they're that's one thing. Also, let's talk about Effie for a second. Uh, people were talking shit about Effie. And I'm like, guys, Effie's done so many death matches. He does he does a Jeff King style with like trunks. I'm yeah. like, don't talk shit about Effie. Effie goes fucking in. Effie is a bad motherfucker. I love One of Effie. my favorite death matches at Two Cup Stuff with Nick yeah. Gage. Effie, banger. Yeah. Banger. It lets it lets people uh, show themselves, you know, yeah. and, or test themselves, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not like a Prince of Death match where it's like little, you know, little baby stipulations. It's not a King of the Death match, especially this year where they got some guys who I didn't even know did death matches. Um, that are doing it, but um, but they also have also King also has a really stacked card too because you got guys like Masada, like all the regulars that makes it a stacked card. But Masters of Pain was a straight up uh, killer's row, yeah. like the elite, the elite of the of the United States independent rest, uh, deathmatch wrestling. You once again you had Jimmy, you had Jimmy Lloyd, you had G Raver, Alex Cologne, John Wayne Murdoch, me, Nolan. Shane Mercer, Schlack. Yeah. That's eight of the, the baddest motherfuckers That's a in the independence right now. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, it, it is a killer's row, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, so there is no um, first-timers. This is all guys that could fuck you up one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like to, to say that about myself, like, I could fuck you up. But I'm like, if push comes to shove, yes, I could fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. <laughs> I, I, I'm just a nice guy. I can't help it. I, I don't like. I don't like going. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm a bad motherfucker. But if push came to shove, yes, I could. I could most definitely hurt you. <laughs> no one could. Most, despite what people think, no one and I could most definitely hurt you. Especially if if it's both of us next to one another, because <laughs> we don't take we don't take shit. That's what that's what people hate. Also, you can take an extraordinary um, amount of fucking punishment as well. Yes, <laughs> and as you will see in this tournament. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, it is it is a killer row. It is straight up deathmatch wrestling. It is the best of all kinds of deathmatch wrestling of all varieties. It's it is a spectacle, as I, I guess some people would put it. Lots of different kinds of matchups. Lots of different moments that people haven't forgotten. And honestly, a lot of match of the year ca uh, caliber matches. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't want to say anything else just because people haven't seen it yet, but the second round is very interesting. And the person who I faced in the second round, um, people did say that it was a uh, match of the year caliber. So wow. I cannot wait to see this fucking show. <laughs> I got thrown around a lot. A lot. <laughs> Oh well, I can I can think of a few guys that could do that. So no spoilers, but yeah. I, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing it. Uh, congratulations for for coming out on top. I'm sure you absolutely earned it, uh, and people are going to be fucking pumped to see it, man. It's going to be killer. That's the best thing is that people said that it was one because I'll say this: the crowd that night, while I'm, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a show where the crowd was kind of hot for the whole show, they were hot. For the whole show, yeah. Um, and since I came out, like, um, as soon as I walked out, like, the crowd was hot for me, mm-hmm. and it felt really cool because I, you always have those tournaments where it's like, now I always have that fear too, of like, you know, maybe they forgot about me because you know I, since uh, I got COVID, I haven't really been in like, I've been on a lot of shows, but some of them haven't really been on like on IWTV or airing live. So I was like, man, one of these people fucking forgot about me, yeah. but I came out and it was hot. And I was like, oh, and it, when, you know, the clapping, the people chanting my name, I just felt like, okay, these people didn't forget about me. They're hot for me. And as, as the tournament went on, it just, it, it never ended. It was a great crowd. Um, the venue was interesting. Um, and I also, once again, remember this is a tournament that it hasn't ran a whole lot, um, but the caliber of winners, because you had uh, in 2005, uh, 2005, 2006. Uh, it was uh, June Kasai. Yes. Then you had, uh, then you had Derang- Deranged, which I don't know what Deranged is doing nowadays, but um, Deranged. Then you had uh, Thumbtack Jack, Yuko Miyamoto, um, Matt Tremont, uh, Ron Math. Like Ron Math, even, even Ron Mathis. Ron Mathis is still a guy going today, and he's still he's one of the guys at H two O. But there's like, especially with like Kasai, Tremont, Jack, and Miyamoto. That's some high caliber winners. Like that's so the fact that I am in that vein now of victors, I could either be complacent, like yes, yeah, won that, or I can keep rising to the occasion. And I'm as we've seen, I'm the kind of guy where I'm not going to sit there and just be complacent. If I won a tournament, I got to keep rising because yeah. I want to be among those guys, especially the guys like June Kasai, who once again, Alex Colon and June Kasai, those are the two got those. Those are the two that woke me up to death matches, and that's where I go. I could maybe do this. Yeah. And what was crazy too was when uh, so when the when I got announced that I was the winner, when Kasai liked it on on Twitter, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you you and Kasai, what a matchup that would be, hey? I was like, he knows. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Joe. Well, it's crazy when he when he uh, because it once again. Uh, where I come from a small town when guys like uh, Kasai or Takeda or, you know, um, Thumbtack Jack or just some, some guys that like my stuff. It's just, it's very occasionally like I've had Barnett, Josh Barnett just like my stuff. And I'm like weird, but yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause once where I come from and especially the guys that um, I look up to and they're like guys that are inspiration, like, Cologne and Kasai was inspirational for me. I understood death matches. So when I got into it, I kind of went all in. And, yeah. you know, when people were shocked, like, wow, he took to this, like, fish and water just because I I saw what it could be. And so I just adapted to it. Yeah. And then you have guys like Takeda or Masada, where it's, like, hybrid death match wrestlers. Yeah. 
those are the guys. And because especially with uh, Masada and Takeda's styles, like, and you look at my style, like the, they're they're not that far off. Yeah. They're all very similar with different flavors, um, and just the fact that people you know call me like American Takeda. I'm like that's once again me a year ago was not thinking that. That's or Deathmatch Sakuraba. That's another one. I'm like you know what? That's not a bad name at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, well, see, so someone said. Uh, it was when someone called me Deathmatch Sakuraba. That's a week later. That's when my knee started giving out, and I was like, I was wrapping my knees, and I was like, "This is a fucking sick joke." <laughs> I was like, "This sucks." This is unfair. I'll I, maybe I'll waste that was, one. I, I think someone cursed me. Like I thought it was a cool name, but it was a curse. <laughs> oh, you're like motherfucker. You're like, okay, we're dropping that one now. Oh, the knees are feeling good. I'm walking better already. So there we go. All right. Yes, I'm not even joking. I was like, let's let's, let's cool with that name, guys. <laughs> Yeah, like it hasn't been the same. Well, I I guess all of this this naturally leads to the the one that everybody would want to hear. We're talking about names that have put a stamp on you. Let's talk about John Moxley repping the, the Akira hoodie in that recent video interview. Yeah. I think I even heard a, a story about you talking about him having words with you one one time. How how has that been, man? That's a uh, pretty wild because it doesn't get much bigger than him at the moment either. Okay, so there's 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 some stories behind it um uh so one he um it was when i did the match for uh juggalo championship wrestling when i was going up there i got a message they're going hey and i was like what they're like so listen to this and they got to send a thing they're like moxie was talking about you so it was on wrestling observer live uh uh, someone asked i I think it was probably dave asked moxley about uh who's someone you think is gonna be a big independent star or big star and he was like this guy akira and he just he did this whole spiel and i was sitting there like the fuck am i listening to (laughs) wild once again once again a year ago I was sitting at home after doing a couple small independent shows after doing like IWA deep South. So I did not think, you know, man, I want to be a great fucking big independent star. But, um, hearing that I was like, the fuck is going on with my life? Um, this is after two. Um, uh, so we were at, it was at the collective in Indianapolis and, um, I'm sitting there. This is when my knees are starting to hurt too. So I'm sitting there and I have a friend, uh, friend slash turning into my bitter enemy, uh, Robert Martyr, who wants to keep calling me out on every fucking promotion under the sun. <laughs> he was sitting there and he was stretching out my knees. Cause I, Hey, is it? Hey, can you stretch out my knee? Cause it's, it's fucked. Um, this is before that crazy six man where, uh, Nolan and I first shed blood together. And he's like, yeah, sure. I was sitting there stretching and all of a sudden I hear footsteps and I hear, I hear Moxie talking. And um, I'm sitting on my back, so like my I'm I'm there spread eagle, Robert. I'm, like, I'm in the worst fucking position possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look up and John Moxie came over, and started to just look down at me, started to talk to me, and I said I pushed Martin out of the way, and I was, I was like, God, I gotta stand up. <laughs> <laughs> then we started talking, and he, um, it was just it was weird. And my girlfriend's such a huge fan of Moxley, she was standing behind him, going, "I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. The right, let me speak on. to my best like, friend, John Moxley. Could you, Jesus Christ? <laughs> she, uh, he, but he, but he was, he was talking. He said, Hey man, love your stuff. Love what you're doing. Keep killing it. Don't kill yourself. He's like, you remind me of like Danny Havoc. You remind me of like Thumbtack Jack. He's like, wow. sick Nick Mondo. He's like, just don't kill yourself. He's like, he's like, don't burn out. Keep going. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I mean, cause I guess he, I've heard he watches stuff on IWTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I know. I've heard he watches ICW. I, I mean, I've, I've heard him say that like in an interview before, even when he was in like 
WWE and stuff like that. He's like, death matches are my favorite shit. You know, he's like, I watch it all the time. It's the only wrestling I really watch. Like, so he still has his finger on the pulse of deathmatch wrestling, even while he's doing all this other stuff, because it's what he came up in and is really passionate about. So it's not surprising that he would like have his thumb on the pulse, but it just because he was locked up in, you know, in contracts and WWE yeah, can't he, speak he about it. Anyway. He can never speak about it. And now all he can do is speak about it. So he's like pretty, <laughs> pretty all over it. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. Um, cause now, cause especially cause with my style, I'm just doing, I'm doing shoot style. I'm doing fighting techniques. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing Japanese style wrestling and death matches, which, you know, is just, you know, Japanese death matches. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I take stuff from like, uh, people I admire like Suzuki, Shibata, mm-hmm. Kenta, yeah. and I'm doing it in death matches. I'm throwing flying arm bars, yeah. which Takeda does. Like I'm throwing knee bars and stuff, which that's my one thing with the ICW no holds bars. Like, man, if there were submissions, I'd be winning. I'd be winning a lot more. <laughs> but um, I'm in the wrong promotion for this shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to choose I start, this I'm one. I'm going to start choking people out. Yeah, shit. yeah. Exactly. Um, that's what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I think he, maybe he sees what I what I do, and he just uh, he sees the pro wrestling in my death matches, and he sees the evolution of what death matches have become. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, but I mean, like he's never been uh, modest about his repping me. Like he wore he wore the fucking sweatshirt. People were flipping the fuck out over it. And then Tom curses his fucking name, released that fucking poster, and got everybody so excited and broke their hearts in the span of like a minute. <laughs> I saw it. I, I didn't even know about it. Yeah. My girlfriend told me about it. She's like, she's like, I thought this was real, and you didn't tell me about it. And I was going to stab you in your sleep. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said it to me. I was like, oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks, you know. You ruined my relationship, <laughs> Tom. You're, you're making my life hell, Tom. But, I mean, people were fucking interested in it. People were seemed really excited about it. Um, so, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, look look at the um, Nick Gage at- stuff that's happening. Like, that's not happening because, uh, you know, like, I, I would imagine it's not because GCW's paying AEW money. That's happening because John Moxley, Moxley wants it. it. You know? He's like, whatever. Yeah. I just want to do it because it'll be fucking cool. So yeah. never say never, bro. Keep grinding. Like, that might be that, that you know, big one for you. Well, once again, people want to. There's some people like the the fan fiction people that are like, I want we want him to adopt you. We, we were so, talking about this. So like, we want him to adopt you and to bring you as like his young boy on TV. And I'm like, hey, if he gets me on TV and he gets me a paycheck, there, there's worse places to be. Yeah, I'll wear the tracksuit. I'll carry the bucket. Like whatever he wants. Like it's fine. You're my second kid. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. One of my friends. One of my friends because um. <laughs> God damn it, I, I can't believe I'm telling this joke. Nah, it's so just stupid. Go, just go. <laughs> because uh because when uh Shota got adopted by uh Mox, they yeah. called him Shooter. Shooter. They're yeah. like, they were like, okay, when he adopts you, here's what he's gonna say. He's, he's gonna say, All right, I can't pronounce your name. Your name's no longer that, it's AK forty seven. Oh no. <laughs> That is a nightmare. <laughs> I, was, I was like, to be fair, I can make some great fucking merch off that. <laughs> oh god damn it yeah. um you're like whatever he calls me i'll make it work i was like i was like once again there's worse places to fucking be <laughs> but um yeah it's just it's just like, like people just seem excited and you know if i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing and if he's gonna go out there and fucking fight moxley i don't see why he can't either i can't go where he's at and fight him or he can't come to here and fight me wherever 
Um, the, the, another thing too that was weird because I, I know him and Mondo are tight too. Yeah. And uh, so this was like two, two this was before, uh, right before the uh, Deathmatch Hall of Fame stuff for that GCW had. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody said because uh, Mondo was doing like some live interview thing. Uh, and he, just, he was just responding to stuff on Facebook, or, and someone was like, "I'd like to see, you know, uh, Mondo and Akira in, in the chains or something like that." Yeah, that'd be sick. And he was, was like, "That dude just, that dude fucking impresses me." And now, like, uh, it's crazy because Mondo will uh, just randomly comment on some of my stuff sometimes, and just the fact that I'm kind of getting these the seal of approval on a lot of the older guys too, like, um. It, it, that that's that's just that's cool to me because I feel like if way. you can't do if you can't earn the respect of the OG guys, um, you don't deserve to carry carry the fucking flame. You know, mm-hmm. like it was funny too because a t- um, tank. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's a funny story. So I had that match with Mickey. Did you watch that match with Mickey? I've seen clips of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Go. I would watch that if I were you. Uh, yeah. Commentary is eh, but um, the match itself is. Where, where do we where do we find the full match? It's on IWTV. Uh, it's on IWTV. Uh, AWR, uh, Merciful Fate 2 it is the main event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there's a clip where uh, people saw where I threw an entire fucking plasma TV at uh, Mickey Knuckles. Just right, I, right I in her head. Clip. I just straight up ne- I necroed her ass. <laughs> and um, I met Tang for the first time. He's like, oh, here, it's finally great to meet you. And he's like, so I uh, watched your match with Mickey. It was really fucking great. But when you threw that TV at her, I cried. And I was like, I got to cry. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> You're like, I broke through to the other side. That match was disgusting. It was so fucking brutal. So I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot, a lot that was cool to me was, um, and just the proof that if you really bust your ass for people and you give it your all, you can elevate these. Like, I don't want to be the guy that half asses just for the paycheck. Yeah. I really want to elevate all these promotions so that, um, when the the new generation after me or whenever, you know, I'm 10 years, 15 years in comes, they have these really hot places to work and they don't have to fucking suffer and grind working horrible shows with little to no exposure. They can go to the show, earn their stripes and they can get seen. Yeah. Um, but AWR was like that where I had that match with Mickey and like the fucking internet was exploding about it. Fucking uh, a lot of the Japanese uh, people were talking about it and I'd, I'd get, message reviews yeah and i just i just want to do stuff like that that that's that's what's really uh satisfying to me on an artistic level is is seeing that level of the small fucking promotion where i nearly died two years ago in indiana Mm -hmm. getting seen on an international level yeah aces that's awesome man and it's like you you've been so fortunate through your hard work and had so many people uh, I mean, th- this whole podcast has had the theme of like people reaching out and giving you that stamp and stuff. And the fact that you immediately gravitate towards the first thing I'm going to do is give back to other people and use what status that I am developing to help other people shows the kind of worker you are, you know, and that I, that can only only continue to snowball for you, my dude. I mean, and, I mean, let's be honest. Nobody, nobody in the world is a hundred percent. I am a giver. Like mm-hmm. some, like I, I still feel like I still have a lot of climbing to do. I yeah. still, I want to have, I have accolades. I still want to be treated like the force that I am. Yes, like absolutely. I don't want to be just like, um, 
random worker number 500. I want to be, this is like one of the elite workers. Yes. I like, I want to be, I, I want to be taken care of because I know if I, if I, they take care of me, I'm going to take care of them and I'm going to put all my all into it. Um, I want to have that allure that so many other, uh, workers like Nick has, like Takeda has, like, you know, or like Kasai, uh, Murdoch has. Those guys have an, uh, an allure about them that you can't take away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel like I'm earning that, but, um, but I'm, I'm just, I've, I've been very clear about it. I was like, I was like, look guys, um, I want to come and work for you. Um, I know, um, because of the pandemic, there's not many fans. And I was like, if you can get me here for this amount of money, which is not 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 the most I I should be asking, but I was like, if you can do this for me, just get me there, take care of me, and um, don't abuse don't abuse what I'm giving you, and like, let's be, um, let's tell let's tell good stories together. Yeah, I was like, that's what I'm doing. I said I want to elevate guys, but I also want to elevate you guys, and I also want you guys to take care of me, so that when the world does come back together, we're all making money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and nobody's nobody's miserable, like. Because I I've seen so many times where some guys will try to give and they'll give and they'll give and they'll give and that one other side will just take 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 and I don't want to be that guy that's accusatory and say this person's gonna be this promotion's gonna be just like that I'm just I'm I'm laying that gr- that groundwork now like hey here's the working environment here's the boundaries that I'm setting but I do want to work with you guys yeah exactly I've, I just I feel like people seem to tend to forget that it is a business and. Some people take things either way too personally or some people try to be too advantageous of the goodwill that they're given. And I'm, I'm a guy that gives a lot of goodwill, but I'm a, I'm a guy that gives goodwill, but I have a fucking uh, addendum at the end of it going, so you pulled all the way to, to this end of the goodwill. Here's yeah. the addendum. Yeah. Don't pull anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at the end of the day, wrestling's a business, right? And your, yeah. your number one commodity is yourself. So you need to take yes. care of you, but then... In that you, there is room to take care of everybody and everybody to grow together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I I have the right to say no. Like I don't care how big your fucking promotion is. Um, you can give me like, you can give me this one date, and that's that's cool. You gave me this one date, but if it interferes with nine or ten dates down the road, and I go, I can't do this one date because it's interfering with all of these, but. But if you come back to me another date, I'm I'm open for it. It's not a it's not a fuck your promotion. It's I have something set in stone here. I'm going to go do these things because I feel like long term, financially, this is uh, more beneficial to me. Um, and some people just take shit so personally. Um, that's one thing I've I I've had to learn really fast was it's a business. Stop taking shit so personally. If someone says no, okay, move on. Who gives a fuck? Like we're all just trying to make money. If I if I said no and I told you a legitimate reason for it, you should be like, okay, man. Hope we can do this some other point down the road. Some people just want to be so vindictive, but I guess that's also the mindset of when you have uh, grown man children in a uh, in a business. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you. I mean, you know it. It's in wrestling. There's so many people that that are pretending to be adults when really they're not. They're children with money or children with. Uh, with ego and and money, they let it get to their head, and they think they can they can uh, drag people for making business decisions for themselves. It's silly, but you know that's that's how the world works. That's how people work. And I'm not even mad at them. I just look at it and go, at least I'm not them. You know, I, I can't. 
it just be something you laugh about. Yeah. And and it's also like sometimes like like we were talking about lessons that you learn and stuff. Sometimes you lesson you learn those lessons in order to go, cool, now I know this about you that you know what, that that money's lost or whatever, but that was worth it to know that you're not somebody I want to do business with anymore. Yes. So that's a worthwhile transaction towards my time, which is really more valuable than anything else because all we have in this world is time, right? And if you're wasting mm-hmm. it on people that aren't using that in a positive manner or negatively uh, impacting your life, then it's probably not worth it. And if you're like, oh, yeah. I had to pay to learn that about that person, then that's a worthwhile lesson to pay for, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I've had a few lessons like that in my life and you look back at them and though they hurt at the time, you're like, yeah, well, that was fine. And now I've learned from that and I will never be there again. Because I can learn that about that person mm-hmm. and I can go, well, now I know about you, but if you come asking for me again, I'm like, well, you're going to have to pay now. So treat me like shit. Well, that's the uh-huh. other thing as well. Like you can still do business, but you're like, I learned that to just know this about you and know not to trust or give you the yep. benefit of the doubt and then make more educated decisions about you as well. And I go, here's my price tag. They'll like it, then you don't use me, whatever. <laughs> and it may work out, and, and that's I, what that cost you. So, I, I, And I don't like being that guy. I, yeah. wanna, I want everybody to have fun, man. I just, yeah. I, I want to have fun. I want to make money. I want to, you know, have a house one day that I say I earned off of pro wrestling. Yeah. But some people just got to be that kind of a person. And you're like, man, in the real world, anybody would look at you and think you're an asshole. And these people don't think that they're assholes. Like I, like I just, it's, that's the best part I think now. Cause I'm in a, I'm in a town where I'm, I'm not around people that generally don't know me. Like they know me as my uh, other, my other name. <laughs> they know me as the person outside of wrestling. Yeah. And, I'm just that guy. Uh, but you just, the way that some people talk in pro wrestling, you go, you sound like the biggest dick. Like, and you don't even, you don't even think, you think you sound so cool. You sound like a child. Like anybody else in the real world would be laughing at you. <laughs> and I, I just, it makes people once again, whereas I see people that I want to be at, be like, and I strive to be towards, I see people like that. And I go, I don't want to be like that. Just don't. Yeah. I couldn't live with myself. It's, a, it's more of that self-reflection that, uh, that you keep showing not only in your work but also in your personality. So I think that that bodes well for your future, my man. Now, now uh, do me a favor here. I sometimes play a game on this podcast uh, where I give people an opportunity to tell me what they're feeling in wrestling at the moment. And I feel like you're the perfect person for this game as uh, you're all about exposing uh, the smaller companies and, and, you know, putting in that work with people. So if somebody asks you right now, what are you feeling in wrestling right now? Uh, what would you recommend? What's a match you saw or a company that you're really enjoying that you'd want to put over? Okay, I got a couple. Um, I'm biased for this one, but AWR, AWR, um, they commentary aside, the work and the, the amount of effort they put into their show is great. Considering we're like where the uh, footage quality was from like six months ago, where it didn't look good at all. Yeah. Now they have pristine video quality. Their, um, their sounds getting better and they're airing for the first time live for their asylum death match tournament, which mm-hmm. I'm in, mm-hmm. in on that July weekend of ICW no holds barred. Okay. Uh, like they have a lot of really good matches, a lot of sleeper matches that I think people are sleeping on. I mean, Mickey and I was one that really wasn't slept on. It's it definitely helped pop them, 
But they have they're putting in more and more work. They've underrated Indiana Midwest talent that they utilize. That like you know they aren't in with the cool crowd or you know there's something different about them and they give them the avenue because they have two shows. They do the new blood show where it's, you don't pay to play. You don't, you're not, you're not paying to, to, to wrestle on the show. It's like, Hey, you're going to come in, you're going to work for free, but you're going to get exposure on this show. And you know, there's fans like there's fans that are there for those, those new blood shows. It's not like you're coming in front of 15 people. You're coming from maybe um, with COVID restrictions, maybe 80 to hundred people. Yeah, wow. So that's 80 to hundred people that you've never wrestled in front of before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do really good, You'll be on the next night show and then you'll get paid money. And I, I like what they're doing business wise. They're not wrestling promoters per se. And people will give them shit for it of like, they're, they're goofy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. Cause they're music promoters. You know, they, they work with people that are actually really popular. <laughs> so um, of course they're not going to be like what pro wrestling wants to be of this. We're, we're better than you. We're artsy, you know, we're professionals when really they're not, but they're AWR is one. Um, obviously there's places like limitless that uh, is interesting. They're limitless, but they're very, they're very straightforward pro wrestling. Heavy metal is really cool just because they do um, in Texas. They're the guys in terms of, Diverse pro wrestling, but very deathmatch heavy. Yeah. Um, and that's where uh, that's where like Ruben Steele is out of. That's where he works out of. Uh, rest up, Ruben. I I know he got injured. I don't know yeah. what it was on. I just know he got injured. Um, other places. I mean, you got you got places like Paradigm. You know, the UWFI stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, those are the, kind of the ones. I wrestled for a place recently where I did a kind of a battle arts match mm-hmm. called. Um, Hard strong, uh, hard strong Gumi. So they're very much playing off of Fujiwara Gumi, um, but they had they had all Japan style rules, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, some newer local guys, but they had some very good like independent talent too. They had like Becca from Limitless, uh, Davian who has been on AEW. Um, honestly, the last four or five matches, which was myself included, were really great matches. Like. You had local uh, people who probably had never seen wrestling before that were really interested in independent style wrestling just because they, they were that good. Oh, another promotion um, is um, Ruthless Pro. They normally run out of uh, Michigan, but they are very pro wrestling slash deathmatch heavy. Um, I'm wrestling Dale Patrick's there on their show in Indianapolis. Um, any other ones? Let me go check my calendar. Yeah, tell the tell the people where to find you and what you got coming up. So I have um, I have ICW No Holds Bar next week, which yep. is uh, my you know my big run against uh, Reed with the anniversary of the jump. I have Deppen, then I have Homicide, the Notorious One Eight Seven, and then I have John Wayne Murdoch the last night. I have ICW again next week, and the week after is the ICW Indianapolis run with. Uh, the AWR Asylum Deathmatch Tournament. I think I'm going to be on the Gathering of the Juggalos. That's going to be cool. Ah, there. I got two promotions now. There we go. Um, one is called Action. Um, they let me. They let me be, have an avenue of showing my regular pro wrestling in the South, um, and people seem really shocked by it. That's that's kind of where the snowball started going of me doing more regular matches. Thankfully, um, they're really fun. They run kind of shorter shows right now because of the pandemic. But uh, they draw really well. Crowds are normally really hot. Very diverse uh, wrestlers. Um, like they've been showcasing a uh, Fit Finley's son, Brogan, lately, um, and he's someone I'm I'm interested in getting in the ring with, just because 
uh, you know, he's got he's got a reputation to uphold with his dad and his brother, and I'd like to, you know, butt heads with him. Um, and there's another promotion in Tennessee. There's not many Tennessee promotions other than, like, subgraps who aren't running right now, unfortunately. Um, but it's called TWE. Uh, they run, like, a, a really not a very long show. It's, like, an hour and ten minutes, five, six matches, get in, get out, some good pro wrestling, some good – a lot of uh, Carrie Awful's uh, students run through there. Um, so it's a place for people to get their, you know, their footing, find who they are. Um, I had a match with Jade Newman where I kicked the shit out of Jade Newman for like 15 minutes and he got lucky off of a, uh, it was really, it was the stupidest thing. So I hit him with three sleeper suplexes and on the last one I hit him, but from how, I don't know how he did it. He pushed off the middle rope. He, he did the fucking, uh, Bret Hart, um, Roddy Piper finish. So he so he somehow I was like this and he got me down for the one, two, three. Yeah, just rolled you. and but, but he was dead. Like and I got up, he was dead. Like he wasn't moving. So he <laughs> barely got away by the skin of his teeth. And even he even he will say, if you ask him, yeah, I really didn't win that match. So that pisses me off. But um, really great avenue, a really hot crowd. It was really cool because I'd never been I'd never wrestled in Tennessee. Um, for a promotion like that. Um, so I didn't know people knew me. Um, and, and that's also Jaden Newman's hometown. So, you know, use the big ba- hometown baby face. I'm just like, man, I'm going to get booed. Nope. No, 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 no. I came out. They were just as hot for me as they were for him. And even he looked at me, he was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. That's my favorite thing is going, uh, where, um, people like I'm this hometown baby face. Like I'm gonna get more cheers than you, and I come out and I get more just amount as them, and they go, "What the fuck?" And I go, "I'm coming uh-huh. for you." Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> so it sounds like you two have got unfinished business then. Oh yeah, we have unfinished business, but um, it was a really good match, and people were really shocked by the amount of work that I put out in that match. I was I was going to town with with whatever was given to me. I was kicking the shit out of him. I was out mat wrestling him. I was doing everything, but it was a great match from beginning to end though. Um, but those are the promotions I'd say right now. Uh, I mean, obviously there's places like new Texas, um, where they're very much straight pro wrestling, but, um, I've spoken to them and I'm just waiting to hear the call, but they have very, they have a very good product there too. There's like, there's lots of places that were not on the coming up that, because of the pandemic are now. So when they have fans ready to go, like this is going to be booming. Um, the territory is alive. I'm just, I'm just, I'm waiting for more and more promotions to start running. You know, I, I, once, uh, cause I'm, I'm fully vaccinated now. So it's just a matter of these promotions need to start running. We need to get, uh, capacity crowds back because then I'm going to be busy and I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very happy. Yeah. You'll be ready to go full time. Hear that, everybody? You'll be able to book this fully vaccinated Death Samurai in a time near Come you. Come on. <laughs> He's ready to go. Japan, I don't have to quarantine now. You can bring me. Exactly. <laughs> Australia, Deathmatch Down Under, you're listening. Death Samurai, ready to go. That's what's up. I'll, come, did- for, I'll come for two months. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move down. It'll be fine. Where do people find you on social media, my man? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook of at the Akira way. That is exactly spelled how it is. Um, and you can join uh, my discord off of there. Uh, my Patreon, my Twitch is uh, the exotic weapon. 
Uh, my store is uh, currently changing, but I sell all my T-shirts through Deathmatch Worldwide, and they just, I do believe they ship international. They do. Um, they are a great company. Uh, Corey is one of the best people, and he also lives like maybe three miles from me. So nice. Shout um, out, Corey. He's my boy. Um, you can talk to me um, when I'm Twitch streaming. Please come talk to me on there. I love talking to people. Um, I'm just, I've been less active on social media just because it's kind of been bumming me out. Just uh, people wanting to be assholes. Not worth my time. Yeah. Um, but if you, people ask me a question, I generally will respond. I've just been a little bit less active over time. And it's honestly been better for my uh, mental well-being, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the places you can find me. Uh, love talking to people. Please don't try to find me on Facebook. I hate that. Um, I, so, some people do it anyways. I go find you found me. <laughs> you got me. Um, you got me. Um, so I'll, I'll add you. But um, yeah, that, that's that's generally where you can find me. Uh, and I have lots of ICW no holds barred dates coming up. So many. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of dates. Great. And they took the busy. break, and they're about to come back in a whole new way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like once we uh, once international travel is good, like honestly, and I'm like. The, the way they're booking, I'm like, you guys got to like start paying me full time because this is ridiculous. Like, I'm cool with it. I'm like, you guys want to tour? Do you guys want to do that? I'm great with, with traveling, but I, I'm like, this is like, this is like my full time job now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give this motherfucker a contract. <laughs> exactly right. Dude, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for getting up early after your 12-hour marathon sleep uh, and, and hanging out with me. It's been awesome getting to know you, and I know that the people out there would have uh, loved this talk and hearing your point of view on all these amazing events that have happened really quickly. Yes. Like you said, under a year, we're about a week away from the anniversary of that match with Reed. So I can't wait to see the rematch and I can't wait to see what's in store for you, my dude. Thank you, man. No worries. So everybody out there for the Death Samurai Akira and for Faces and Fields, remember, it's all about peace, love and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feelscast, Twitter, at Faces Feelscast, and Facebook, at Faces Feelscast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch wrestling, promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view.